Welcome into the Monday edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined by my co-host John DeShazer, uh, coming back in from Chicago last night. JD, were you in the in the press box or did you freeze a little bit? Um, I'm in the press box. We're not going to be outside. Well, I didn't know where the press was. Oh, okay. Well, you know that's so. That, is that the humble brag? You know, hey, I was at the game, y'all, and I don't know where the media sits. No, I was so. in the nosebleeds. There's you know, no humble saying. brag there. There was no <laughs> humble brag there. Hey, I was you were the there, nosebleeds. so you know, it just sounded like a humble brag to me. But you know, no, I just didn't know if you were cold or not. I didn't know where, where they put the media. No, no. Uh, media is inside. It's a glass enclosed press box i don't know that there are any open air press boxes in the nfl now anymore probably a few in college still i guess uh, for the unfortunate few but no for the most part in the nfl everything's enclosed gotcha. always ac heat all that good stuff it's okay. chicago you can't have a an open face press box anymore in chicago yeah i guess that's true because you'd have to have like winter jackets and the yeah, whole shebang would you wouldn't be able to type or anything it got a little yeah. bit cool yesterday it wasn't too bad yesterday maybe a high 55 or so it wasn't it wasn't bad yeah it wasn't bad well again the saints continue to impress uh, obviously getting the win over the chicago bears yesterday yesterday to advance to six and one and jd you know we're going to break it down a little bit throughout the show uh with their 36 to 25 win over the bears but it just seems like every week they continue to impress more and more, and they just continue to step up team member by team member. Each group on this team just continues to impress. Yeah, I thought yesterday, I thought first Seattle, Seattle was at the top notch for me in terms of how well this team had played mm-hmm. uh, throughout every group, but uh, but yesterday jumps over that one um it was as clean and, and as thorough as you can the final score was 36 25 it wasn't nothing yeah no close to that no. i mean you know Saints scored 24 straight in the second half went up 36 to 10 uh, with like four and a half minutes left in the fourth and then you know a couple of gift touchdowns uh, by the bears with you know saints trying to work in some reserves trying to get some snaps for some guys yeah i think the only people in soldier fields when they scored those two touchdowns were saints fans yeah, cause yeah. I, I mean it, well when they, when they went up 36 10 you know a lot of a lot of Bears fans mm-hmm. just kind of abandoned ship, yeah. and uh, yeah, really, it, it, yeah. Peyton, Coach Payton said last week against Jacksonville that if Jacksonville, if, if the Saints and Jacksonville had played eight quarters, he didn't think Jacksonville would have scored a touchdown on the Saints. If the starters had been out there on the on defense, I think they could have played another eight quarters, and I don't think the Bears would have scored on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they played that well defensively, but the offense really got some timely scores against. On paper, a real good Bears defense. Yeah. Um, there was nothing to suggest outside of the absence of Akeem Hicks, Hicks. which really, really looked big yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but there was nothing to suggest that the Saints were just going to really rip through them offensively, but they were able to do it. So it was as clean a win and as thorough as I've seen this year by the Saints. It, they, it's funny, they've been the underdog every game except for the first game against the Houston Texans and then in week five against the Bucks, They have – They've been the underdog those games, and yet they're six and one. Well, all of that goes along with you know not having Drew Brees. Though now the right. game game two was at at the Rams, you know, defending NFC championships, so you can see that one. Right. But the rest of them have been since Drew Brees went out, and I guess everybody says, you know, you lose your Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, is this a good enough offense uh, to win games? And I think a lot of people just unfortunately, well, fortunately for the Saints, but the Saints are a team. They're 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 a team. And I understand what Drew Brees means to this offense. He's meant that to him since 2006. I get that. But they've drafted well, and they've done well in free agency, and they've built a complete team 
around him and more so not around him, a, a great team with him. Uh, with a lot of good personnel. So that's the only way you can withstand losing a guy like Drew Brees and winning five straight games. They won them a variety of ways. They won a couple of them just strictly defensively, 12-10 against Dallas, 13-6 against Jacksonville. They've scored 30-plus and three of them. Uh, so they've been able to chip in on offense. These The special teams have been outstanding. I mean, they've really built a good team. And I think, you know, if, if you look at the Saints, they if you all things considered, they're 6-1, they won five straight. But if you take everything into account, and I understand New England's undefeated, and I understand San Francisco's undefeated, but they could be the most complete team mm -hmm. in the NFL right now. I agree. And on that note, I want to share a quote that I liked uh, from Sheldon Rankins. And, you know, if you haven't seen the video, you should watch it because Sheldon is just phenomenal in the locker room. But he said, I think anytime you lose a guy like Drew for any number of weeks, it's definitely going to force other people to step up. It's going to force other people to kind of focus and lock in. And I think all it did was confirm everything that everybody in this locker room already thought, already knew about the players that are stepping up and making plays. I think it did nothing but shine light to everybody outside the building that we're not just a one-man show. We're not just Drew Brees throwing for 500 yards and touchdowns. We're a football team built top to bottom. Great talent, great players, smart players, physical players, and guys that are locked in and will do anything to help this team. Now, I know I don't have the smooth and sensual voice of Sheldon Rankins there, but, you know. But you, you know, did read it off your Microsoft Surface, you know, sponsorship. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think everything you said was reiterated by Sheldon Rankins. They are a team built from top to bottom, and I think Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, everyone has been preparing for this, and this is what they wanted going into each and every season, but I think they've succeeded going into this season. And, and I want to get into go ahead and get into we have to break down offense defense and special teams because like you said every unit played so well but Teddy Bridgewater yesterday 23 of 38 for 281 yards two touchdowns and 100.9 quarterback rating um and and you know he's he's just continued to show up and execute the game plan I, I don't think we've seen you know he's the best quarterback ever but he's also not you know <laughs> I don't want to say Mr. Trubisky, but he's not the worst quarterback ever. <laughs> but he's he's getting the job done. Yeah, he's getting – I mean, you know, Teddy, he'll be the first one to tell you that he, he you know, yesterday and in, in previous games, he's missed some throws. Mm -hmm. he, he he would have some that he would want back. Drew Brees probably says the same thing. Um, but the thing is, he, he isn't just game managing now, though. They're putting him in positions where they trust him uh, to throw the ball down the field. They trust him to make the right reads. They trust him to make the right decisions. And that's big for Teddy Bridgewater. And it's big for this team. People with all that, you know, that I, you know, the whole, you know, push it down the field. It's, shut up. Right. You know, the guy, <laughs> he, he, he takes what the defense is giving. And in right. those situations, if they're not giving it to you, you just can't throw it down the field in the coverage just for the heck of it and right. say, well, I, I chucked one deep. You right. satisfied? No, you, you want to protect the football. And he's done a great job of that. I think he's got nine touchdowns and two interceptions. I might be mistaken on that one, but I think those are his numbers right now. You'll take that ratio from any quarterback in the NFL, right. nine touchdowns and two interceptions. And if people are saying, well, the defense is propping him up, well, you know what? It's a team game. Mm-hmm. But he certainly uh, showed yesterday against a really good Bears defense on paper that he can be effective given the situation. Two touchdown passes. Uh, he threw a couple of deep ones. You mentioned the 281 passing yards. Um, he, he, he's really got a connection going with, with Michael Thomas. They, they've got a little yeah. you know, synchronicity going right there. That's for the old police fans, anybody listening. But they've really got something going there where they they understand each other and they have a good connection going. 
And uh, it, it's really good to see because, you know, one, you want to see the team do well. Uh, don't get me wrong. We're employed by the franchise, so we want to see the team do well. <laughs> but he's such a good person. You want to see yeah. him succeed, even if he were outside this building, having gotten to know Teddy Bridgewater and having spoken to him and having interviewed him. You want to see him do well because he's that good a guy. And so to see him do it on a big stage, you know, now 5-0 and as a starter since Drew Brees has gone out, is really, really, um, really pleasing to see. You talk about the connection between him and Michael Thomas. Man, it just seemed like, you know, obviously the, the Bears' defense is, is pretty good and they're missing Akeem Hicks, but it seemed like every time you looked up, Michael Thomas was open and I seem like that it seems like that continues to be the case and you know we always joke that you can't guard Mike and that's his his username and stuff but it seems like every single time he runs his route he somehow gets open how does he do it well if you don't want to double him you you can't out physical Michael Thomas you, mm-hmm. you if so if you don't send extra help you ain't gonna cover him I can, I can tell you that right now if you don't send extra help you can't cover him because he's too physical for anything that resembles man-to-man uh, you cannot I don't think I can't think of a cornerback in the NFL right now and maybe you know if I thought hard enough but I mean if, if it comes to a situation where you're going to say, okay, go get out there with Michael Thomas and cover him. That ain't going to happen with one dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's too physical and too good for that. And, and and really, you know, you can depend on him. And the way the Saints ran the football yesterday, then they kept the Bears off balance. Latavius Murray, just he and the offensive line just beat the Bears up. Yeah. Um, I tweeted sometime in the second, maybe in the fourth quarter, that the Bears didn't look like they wanted any more of the Saints. Yeah. They really <laughs> – just didn't look like they wanted any more of the fight. Um, and that's, you know, that's a hard thing to say. And I don't want it, you know, to, to sound the wrong way, but you could see them somewhat defensively broken. Yeah. Just, you know, hey, what are we going to do? We, we can't stop this. And that last touchdown Latavia scored on, you know, it was like they didn't want to tackle him. They didn't want any part of him by then. And that's a tribute to the offensive line, to Latavius Murray, and to what the Saints were able to do offensively uh, in, in terms of execution, man. It was, it was I'm telling you, it was a, a beautiful thing to see. You don't often see an NFL team go on the road and score 36 on a really good defense. Yeah. That's hard to do and the Saints did it and and probably not probably left some points out there well I'm sure the Bears defense is just frustrated at this point I mean you're doing your job right like you're going out well, there they didn't do theirs yesterday well yeah but like, <laughs> for the whole season uh, yeah. it seems like you're going out there you're doing everything in your power and then on the other side of the ball it's just like yeah well. I, but but that's why it's a team game though because right. I mean because the Saints have had some games where you know think about it if if, if the if the defense had gotten frustrated with the offense in the 12-10 win, the 13-6 win. It, you know, you don't want that kind of thing to seep over. And there have been some years in the past where the Saints offense could have looked over at the defense and been like, hey, man, mm-hmm. you know, y'all kind of backing up to the pay window with ski masks on. I mean, you guys are kind of <laughs> stealing around here. You guys aren't holding up your end of it. So, you know, that's why it's got to be a complete team. So the Bears know what they have. They know exactly who they are, and they know that defensively, that's where they're going to have to win games. And, you know, defensively, they weren't able to do it yesterday. That, that 25 points by the offense, that was a mirage, folks. That don't <laughs> – that they didn't score. You know, they got 25, but they didn't score 25, if you know what I mean. All right. So <laughs> – but, you know, the Bears know how they're built to win. They're built to win defensively and, and running the football. They they ran it seven times yesterday. Seven I times for 17 yards. I, I, I thought it was a misprint when I saw that. I was like, that can't be right. 
They ran seven times yesterday. They didn't even give their offense a chance, and, but maybe a lot of that has to do with what the Saints were doing defensively, taking it away from them. Well, I looked over at the scoreboard at one point in, like, I think the third quarter, maybe early fourth, and they had one, for, one first down. Yeah. One first down. They didn't have a single first down rushing, and I think they had about 80 passing yards maybe going into, like, the fourth quarter or something. I mean, really, they got a lot of cosmetic yards in the, in the fourth quarter, you know, especially in those last, you know, two, three minutes when the game was pretty much decided because I'm telling you, if the Saints starters had been out there defensively and they had continued to play the way they, they were, and, of course, you're going to adjust the way you play when you're up 26 with four mm-hmm. minutes left. Yeah. But if they had continued the pressure – I, the Bears wouldn't have scored a touchdown. They, they wouldn't have scored a touchdown. I still want to uh, – we're going to get into defense, but still focusing on offense just for a second. So Michael Thomas led with nine receptions for 131 yards. Latavius Murray uh, had 27 carries for 19, 119 yards and two touchdowns um, and then had five receptions for 31 yards. But Josh Hill and Taysom Hill also played uh, a part in the offense yesterday, obviously both scoring touchdowns. I mean, we've said it earlier in the show, and we've heard it a lot, but this Saints offense just has so many offensive weapons. I mean, you came into this game without Drew Brees, without Alvin Kamara, without Jared Cook, and you still are utilizing so many different pieces of your team. Well, I mean, that's, you know, Sean Payton, Pete Carmichael, that's Joe Lombardi, uh, that's, that's, you know, um, receivers coach, Curtis Johnson, those guys have been around for a while. Dan Roshar, offensive line coach, those guys have been around for a while, and they understand how to play uh, to people's strengths. Mm-hmm. And, and they find, you know, I don't know if, you know, I hadn't been around every NFL team, but I think few coaches in the NFL, at least since 2006, have been, have been be, better able to identify what a guy does well and how you can make it work on Sundays than Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. And – so, you know, they go out there with a with an option play yesterday that's the fullback to the quarterback. <laughs> who thinks of that stuff? Right. Now, Taysom Hill is a fantastic talent, but who thinks of that stuff? Line him up at tailback, have Zach Line take the handoff from Teddy Bridgewater. Zach Line makes the pitch, and he he does it perfectly. He, he sucks the defender in. Defender is basically in no man's land. He makes the pitch to Taysom Hill, and there's nothing in front of Taysom Hill because the offensive line – Everybody's got a nice little seal block. Uh, it it was a beautiful. It was it was about as close to perfect execution, I guess, as you can probably think of, because you look at it and when you draw it up like that, when you're in, in in meetings and you draw it up and you say, you know what, this is how we want this to look. That's probably how it looked on the field. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so you you know you get those guys, they figure it out. I, I tell people that about NFL teams all the time. You know, when they, you know, a hot guy comes along and I say, okay, you know, this is the NFL, man. They figure you out. Right. But the Saints, they figure it out. They, they know how to play the guy's strengths and they figure it out. I wonder how they do it. Like, I wonder what the thought process is when you're creating a play like that. Like, are your I would sons, love to be in are there. your sons in the backyard and like throwing her on the football and you're like, you know what? You I just would, came up I with I just something. love to be there when they say, you know what? I think this play will work. Right. And I, I mean, cause you know, there's gotta be somebody in the room, in the room who says, you know, well, I don't know about that. No, I'm telling you, if we do it this way right. and if we give it to the fullback and, and here's the thing, it was a perfect situation because it's third and one for the saints. The saints are a third and one fullback dive team. They've been that under Sean Payton since 2006. If there's a fullback on the roster and there's a third and one, they like to run the fullback dive. Mm-hmm. So to hand it off to Zach Line, 
that was probably pretty much expected. But for him to run the option and pitch it, that was crazy. Yeah. That was, and I know they've done that. I think they did it maybe two, three years ago, and I can't remember who Zach Line pitched it to. Maybe it was Alvin Kamara. Maybe it was somebody else. I know they ran it a couple of years ago. But to see it, it's like, you, you. I mean, you almost say, you know what? That's you don't want to, You don't throw the word genius around often. But it's like, you know what? That's pretty brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's 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 really smart. Uh, for the Saints defense, two forced fumbles for Marcus Williams and A.J. Klein. Also, did you see that video of A.J. Klein kind of like poking the football out and then going behind his back and like hiding yeah. it? From- <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He posted it on his own Instagram, which I thought was funny. He said too slow, so <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, Cam Jordan had two sacks. Uh, defensive back uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson had a career-high six solo tackles and two pass defenses. Uh, Von Bell led the team in tackles and then – uh, obviously, they the Chicago offense hadn't fumbled all season, and this was the the Saints defense forced two. So you talk about all around package. Uh, Cam Jordan obviously leading the way, but you, you can't ask for more out of the Saints defense. I mean, they are just getting it done on every single level. This they're smothering in coverage, and they're getting good rush. Vaughn Bell's playing out of his mind. Yeah, do you uh, think this is – he's on track for his probably uh, best season oh, yet, right? He's, he's had his – you know, it, half halfway through, I mean, yeah. you know, he's got four fumble recoveries, and, and that's – you know, you might not have four fumble recoveries in, in a 10-year career. He's got four in the last five games. Yeah, I think that was uh, the <laughs> most by a Saints since Sammy Knight in 2001. Yeah, I mean, he – you know, the ball's out and Vaughn's around it. Uh, they really are swarming to the football, and they're playing smart. AJ Klein basically said, "Look, you know, you got to know when to go for, for for turnovers." And he said, "You know, the situations have been there where they've been able to get under guys and go for the ball at the same time. You know, sometimes you just you simply can't go for a turnover. But if they got a guy uh, in a position where they can rip at it, they're going after it and they're getting it out. Um, maybe had a had a." you know, a scoop and score yesterday because when Vaughn got up with it, he ran it in. And unfortunately, the official ruled it down at the point. Mm. And so, you know, when it comes back and they, they got a real, you know, rule on it from the replay, then it stays where it is. Right. Uh, if is they the don't second... blow the whistle, you know, maybe it's six. That's, a, that's <laughs> the second time that's happened this season, right? That's, so same is, that's the same same look, call? The easiest thing in the world to do as an official, and I'm, I've never been an official outside of freaking – intramural basketball a thousand years ago but the easiest thing to do (laughs) he's not exaggerating a thousand years ago yeah a thousand years ago but seems to me the easiest thing to do is let the play go let the play go and you can always go back and review it you can always go back and review it but let it go Uh, but unfortunately for the saints this is twice where they hadn't let it go and it might have cost them six again fortunately this time it doesn't work in their disfavor and against the Rams, it really took some momentum away. But this time, it doesn't take the momentum away. They get the turnover. But I mean, man, they've you know they're doing a really good job of getting after the football. They're doing a really good job of getting after the quarterback. They're doing a really good job in coverage. Uh, that defense is in sync right now. Um, I think there was a six-game stretch last year where they were lights out later in the season. This is during the first half of the season. And if they want to be a great defense, they know they're going to have to carry it through to the second half of the season. So let's see what happens. But, man, right now these last four or five games, they've been about as good defensively as you could possibly hope for. And you're coming up on a bye week. So this you couldn't ask for kind of a better setup uh, going I tell you what, when you're playing this well, you don't want no bye. You don't want to stop. 
Yeah. You don't want to stop. You, I don't you know. Got Ask the them. They might want some rest. Oh, I'm sure they, I mean, <laughs> but when you think about it as a player, you know, even though you bumped, you know, you bumped and bruised, you're thinking, man, this is a good feeling right now. This is a good role. And, and the, of course, the concern with the bye is, you know, you interrupt the hot streak and, you know, can you can you jump back in exactly where you started? But because I'm, you know, I've always been of the opinion, you know, like basketball, you know, a guy, if a guy is scoring well and he's scoring, if he's got, you know, the 15 hand, in, yeah, right. if he's got 15 in the first quarter, don't take me out of the beginning of the second quarter, coach. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'll, you know, I'll raise my hand when I'm tired. But right now, when I'm going good, I'm good. And it might be that way in football, too. They're going really well. The, there are some injuries stacking up, but. Some guys might be coming back. You know, Alvin Kamara didn't play this game. He might be coming back. Mm-hmm. Jared Cook didn't play this game. He might be coming back. We know Drew Brees is coming back pretty soon. Um, we know P.J. Williams be, will be coming back from the suspension, mm-hmm. you know, after two games. So he, he'll he sit out the next game against Arizona, then he'll be back. So, you know, some guys are going to be coming back, and, you know, they'll be getting a little bit healthier. And, you know, so, you know, you will have the bye yet to refresh your bodies. And I guess in in – a perfect world it happens at the midway point of the season you know you're right there so it's a great time to break but when you're playing this well man whew, I can I can understand if they want to keep it going so you talked about some guys being banged up obviously we're getting PJ back hopefully here soon or obviously here soon uh but CJ Garner Johnson obviously stepped up in a big way last night I think last night was also the first time we saw Saquon Hampton uh out there on the field any thoughts on those two guys I mean obviously you can ask for a better game from CJ Garner Johnson he absolutely plummeted Mitch Trubisky on that one hit yeah, he, he he pancaked him he played well only thing I'm sure he'll want back to you know, he dropped a pick in the interception, so he's going to be mad right. with himself about that one. But otherwise, man, he played he played really well. And Saquon Hampton, we know he's, you know, they liked him a lot in preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a really good looking prospect, and so to finally have him active, he was active for the first time yesterday, and to get out there and get some defensive reps later later in the game. Yeah, you know, the defense late in the game gave up a couple of touchdowns, those gift touchdowns, but you know, to get out there and get some reps because. At some point in time, you know that those guys are going to be needed. Now, CJ looks the part of what the Saints thought he was when they drafted him. They drafted him, and they said he could play multiple positions in that defensive backfield. Uh, you can bring him into the slot. You can put him in the box. He's going to tackle people. He's going to, he's going to cover. He did all of that yesterday. So, you know, he, his upside is huge in this defense. All right, J.D., I know i got to get you out of here, but we have to talk about the special teams. Obviously, two blocked punts, one from J.T. Gray to start out the game, and then one uh, tip punt from Zach Line, or I guess you'd call it block, block no, punt. The from... they, no, they, didn't, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't officially call it a block. Really? I don't know so why, but they tip? did not officially call it. Yeah, just a tip. They mm-hmm. wouldn't call it a block. Um, and then, obviously, Will Lutz set the NFL record yesterday for consecutive field goals on the road. Uh, so, you know, you want to call Will Lutz automatic, but I think we jinxed him a little bit because as soon as we put out that all that information, of course, he missed a field goal and then missed a really long, what was it, 52-yard field yeah, goal. Yeah, 52-yard. But, I mean, you can't ask for, for better from Will Lutz and, and from the special teams guy who's, who – who put out their best effort yesterday. Yeah, JT Gray's block was the first points of the game of safety. Yep. Um, and Zach Lyon got to that one. You know, that was helpful. Um, we know what Will Lutz can do. We know what Thomas Morstead can do. I think we are seeing, seeing the improvement of Deontay Harris, mm. uh, who who had some nice returns yesterday, had a touchdown return wiped out. And Coach Payton said, look, that wouldn't hold on that play. So, uh, so I'm sure he'll have something to talk to the uh, officials about. Uh, but you know, I, I thought the, I thought the special teams also won their portion of the game, even though they gave up a 102-yard kickoff return touchdown. Yeah, that was rough. But 
other than that, and I know you, you know you say other than that, and hey, that's a big one. But, <laughs> but other than that, other than that, they covered extremely well in punt and kickoff returns. I thought they did the job after that, and uh, and again, you know, I I just thought I thought Deontay Harris really has shown shown some maturity back there. Mm-hmm. As a returner, he he went up and got a couple that might have been able to get to the turf if he didn't go up to catch him. Uh, I thought he made good decisions on his returns, and he's a natural returner. He can get in traffic and get around people, and once he gets around you, you ain't gonna catch him from behind yeah. probably. So you know, I, I think he's you know he's already got a 53 yarder for a touchdown against Seattle. I think he's gonna get another one before the season's over. He had one yesterday and it got called back. I think he's gonna get another one before the year's over. Well, again, a great overall win from the New Orleans Saints over the Chicago Bears yesterday. Final score, 36-25. to uh, And that'll do it for today's New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. You got all of the inside information from John DeShazer, who presents it in such a lovely way. Uh, today's podcast was presented by SeatGeek. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. But with SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats. Buy from any device and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. SeatGeek, score the best deals on tickets. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the New Orleans Saints podcast. Tune back in on Wednesday and, of course, on Friday as we get you prepped for this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Hope everyone has a great Monday. Thanks for listening.